Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. We're excited today as we begin a new series for Advent for our 2023 season. Uh, we are looking forward to kind of looking at the lens of the birth of Christ from the cradle to the cross. And that's what we're going to do today is we're actually going to look at John chapter 1 verses 14. We're going to look at the cradle to the cross and uh, I hope that you enjoy this series for Advent. We hope that you have uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, Christmas season. As I told the church yesterday, one of the things that uh, followers of Christ do is we tend to invite people only for Christmas service or Easter service. And God hasn't commanded us to make disciples just on Easter and Christmas. So I would pray that you would share the gospel constantly, consistently. And I hope that this series will uh, get a better understanding. Like God, when he sent his son into this world, he sent his son for the remissions and the repentance of sin so we could be saved from our sin. And Jesus always spoke and taught and pointed to the cross, always. And that's what this series is going to be about. It's going to be looking at the birth of Christ, the prophecies that were fulfilled. But not only that, but also to look how things were always pointing to the cross. The work that would be done on the cross by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect, sinless life who died on the cross for the sins of this world so that we would no longer, we have an option not to be separated from a holy God because of our sins. We have free will. You have to choose to follow him or not. But you can't make an excuse to say that there's no way I can be forgiven of my sin. No, there is a way. He came into this world and the word became flesh and his name is Jesus Christ. That's the title of this sermon today, and the Word became flesh. Let's look at this from the cradle to the cross. This is the second half and conclusion of this two-part teaching. Where the animals are. King of kings, right? Should have been like he has angels announcing his, his birth, right? But who does he go to? He goes to the shepherds. When he becomes flesh and he dwells among us, the, the message goes out to the lowliest of the low, the shepherds who couldn't even, they couldn't even be a witness in a, in a trial. They wouldn't allow him because they were that, they considered them that untrustworthy. They're like, we can't, we can't have nothing to do with you. 
And, and so when we see this in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. It's okay. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You're fine. Filled with great fear. And the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. See, that, the beauty of that verse is there's good news of great joy for who? Everybody. So again, are we, you know, we get excited about the birth of Christ, but are we getting excited about the birth of Christ because hallmarks, every hallmark show that you watch, and you may be watching those, and I'm not, I'm not dissing those, but what I'm saying in every Hallmark movie or whatever, it ends in a happy ending. And we all know that's not life. That's why we watch them. Because at least in Hallmark, there's a happy ending. That's not how life works. We have the Prince of Peace. We have Jesus Christ. That's the one who brings us peace. Right? We put our trust in Him. And, and we have the good news of great joy for all people because you're His child. He's entrusting you with that good news. And there should be great joy. I watched a guy, I don't know, you know, something that showed up, and I don't know if y'all seen it. I don't even know the song he was dancing to. But it, it hit on my Instagram, and the dude was so joyful. He's walking by the car, and the song comes on, and he's like, hey, walks over to the person, that's my song. And he starts doing the dance for the song, and he is so joyful people are stopping their cars and watching him i mean he's smiling from ear to ear and you're like are we I, the first thing i thought is am i that joyful i mean this is something to do with the secular song and this man is that joyful and he's bringing joy to all these people around him and when i read this i'm, I'm thinking to myself do i have great joy it, it, you know it, it's it's you know, I, I love this, and, and I, I, I pray that we would have great joy as we share the good news to everybody. They tell you the only two times a year people come to church is Christmas and Easter. You invite them. I think that's a lie. I think you invite them all the time. Don't fall into that. Because what happens is Christians will only invite them for Christmas and Easter. <laughs> they don't say, hey, you want to come? Like my wife, she was talking about that with the baptism earlier. So my, grand, my, my son-in-law was just there. She was like, yeah, we're doing a baptism. You ought to come. Can I get baptized? Got to ask, right? We got to open our mouths. That's part of, part of sharing the good news is you have to speak, right? It says, for unto us uh, th born this day in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you, for you, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, and, and lying in a manger. So we get the shepherds, the lowliest of the low of the society, who gets the news of the birth of Christ. The purpose of this is to remind us that the gospel is for everybody. No matter what circumstance you think somebody's in, the gospel's for them. So we can be upset like all of us are upset with Hamas, but they need Jesus. They need Jesus. Do we actually pray that? They had a bunch, of, a bunch of them come to faith in Palestine. Why? Jesus appeared to them in a dream. God is moving. God will always move, and we'll find this out this weekend. 
God is always moving in the Middle East because Jerusalem is at the center of everything. It, it is. America is not in the story of end times. It's just something to remember. But do we actually pray for that neighbor or that person that just, ugh. Like they, I, I pray they, they come to faith. I pray that they get back to their faith. Maybe there's somebody who's gotten away from their faith. Keep praying for them. Keep asking them. Hey, we know when we get to, right? People, we know. Like, hey, you're going to come to church. Ten minutes later, hey, you come to church. It's like you keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. Like, hey, they come, they come. If they don't, start praying for them. Give it some time and ask them again. You know, because they need the good news. They need to know about Jesus. But they don't need to know about Jesus just at Christmas. We, we all need the presence of God all the time, right? And, and that's what we forget. So he gives the message to the shepherds here. And so we see the word became flesh. And, and it's important for us to remember that. Um, it goes on to say that... Uh, and, and, and this is important too in Revelation chapter 5, verse 11 through 14. It says, Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive the power and the riches and the wisdom and the strength and the honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and, and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen, and the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped Him who lives forever and ever. That's why when you read that in, in Luke, when it says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, uh, on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased, God is being worshipped all the time. The Lamb of God is being worshipped. We forget this. And John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. God's peace is the peace that we need. Now you, you, <laughs> I can remember back when in the day before Christ, you would have the, the Miss USA or you would have a pageant. Every question they would ask is, what do you want? World peace, right? World peace. And it's like, there's no such thing. Until Jesus returns. So remember that during election time next year. It's, it's important for us to understand like I, you could put all the same party and there would be no peace. Because there's always going to be a knucklehead in a bunch that causes chaos. That's the reality of it because the devil does that. The devil's about division and chaos and that's what he does. And And so for us we need to remember that you know, we have the peace of Christ. So when he became flesh, and that just goes back to uh, Philippians 2, verses 7 through 8, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. He's been bo born below the angels, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So he is the author and perfecter of our faith, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set for him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What we forget, and, and I hope that y'all remember this, is what we forget, just think about your child, your babies, right? Totally dependent on who? Hey, I'm, I'm going to skip birth. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and jump till I'm 30, right? No, he's, he's being cared for by Mary and Joseph as a baby. And, and we forget that part of it, that he did become flesh and that he was dependent for his food or his, you know, I didn't have diapers back then, but to change whatever they had back then and, and to care for him, to put him to sleep. He went through all the things that we went through as kids. And just think about your mom and dad and how much you depended on them as, as kids. And some of us, I know I still depend on my parents, you know. It's it's the reality of like we're blessed to have them if we're still they're in our lives, but Jesus became flesh, and then finally it says, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the Son, the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. We think about the tabernacle and the glory of God in Exodus thir- uh, chapter forty, verse thirty-four. The cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. But what does Jesus say? And this is important because a lot of these things just line up in Scripture. John 8, verse 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. For us to follow means that we actually believe in Him with our lives. And we have His light as a, as a follower of Christ. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, Long ago, uh, uh, many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in the last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by what? The word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. It's his nature. It's, it's, it's who God is. And, and to think that his son came and, and allowed us to be not separated from a holy God anymore. Our sins could be forgiven. You know, they would have to make atonement for their sacrifices and for their sin. And, and we have the Holy Spirit. You have, if you're a follower of Christ, you have God. You should be atoning for your sins every day because you have them, right? I have them. If you go to San Antonio, you have them because you have to be in that traffic. You can guarantee you probably have gotten upset or angry or especially if you're there at 8 o'clock in the morning. Somebody cuts you off and then, man, <laughs> you see how much grace and truth pour out of you, right? Thank, thank the Lord we live in grace, right? I love that, that we have seen His glory, the glory of the Son of Man from the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. We have grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince and the power of the air, the Spirit is that at work of, in the sons of disobedience among whom we also lived in the passions of our, our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body 
and uh, and the mind and we're created we're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind so he's saying look before christ you were an enemy to christ you followed satan now a lot of people won't say that because they're afraid to hurt people's feelings but that's the reality of it i have been on the other side of that and i can tell you that's who i was following not not trying to but i was following the prince and the power of the air i pretty much did whatever mike thought was very narcissistic, very self-serving, um, and it created a massive mess in a family. Massive mess. And a lot of the same behaviors that I thought I would leave for my father, I carried into the marriage. And for 22 years, my wife put up with a man that she should have left after. I've told you all that. She probably should have left after year one. But by the grace of God, she stayed. Neither one of us were following God. We didn't come to faith until year 22 of marriage. By that time, the kids are 14, 13, 14, 15, and 17. And what a great time to bring kids to faith. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they've already seen the worst of it. And, you know, but by the grace of God, he saved myself and then Teresa. Um, and then we watched each of the kids come to faith one by one. But you know what's funny when you don't follow God? Your kids know. I tell parents all the time, you can get away with it when they're little. When they're young, they don't know no better. But when they start going to middle school, they know if mom or dad are hypocrites. They know if you actually follow and believe the Word of God. They see it. They see how you respond. They, see, they just see it in your character. You can't fake the funk no more. It has to become real. But that's what the beauty of verse 4 is in Ephesians chapter 2. But God, right? By the grace of God, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love for, uh, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By the grace you have been saved and raised up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. And he, he, I love that it says, full of grace and what? Truth. And, and sadly, Pilate had Jesus in front of him and asked the question, what is truth? I am the way the truth there's no other truth that the this is why when you study the word of god it's very important for you to catch these things the the there's no other he is the truth he is the word the word of god will continue forever it doesn't stop when you say you're when you're done here the word of god continues it continues on into eternity because why jesus is the word but to understand that truth, we do the same thing and ask the same question, what is truth? Truth is Jesus Christ. Truth is Jesus Christ. And understand that with that truth, whether you follow Him or not, Philippians chapter 2, verses 9-11 through 11 finishes up very beautifully. It says, Therefore God has exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name, so that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Christ is Lord 
to the glory of God the Father. So that means every person, whether they chose to follow Jesus or not, every knee will bow and they will confess. And you either go to the narrow gate with the lambs or you go on the wide gate with the goats. Two paths. And that's why Jesus came to tell us about the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wanted the good news to go out that the Savior's come. That the kingdom of God is at hand and to do what? Repent. Repent. Follow me. And so when we hear uh, people, you know, we, we've had campaigns where it says keep Christ in Christmas. Christ should be every day of life, not just at Christmas. We forget, you know, that at the end of the day, you know, when the shepherds, they were doing what? They were glorifying and praising God for all that they heard and seen. Because they had the good news that was with great joy and they went to all people. And you can imagine, they're telling everybody. And can you imagine, like, this baby and the Word became flesh. There's no Trump, like where's the, the royal cradle? He did that because he came in what? Humility. Humility. He did it because he did what? He was being obedient to who? The Father. And he came as a servant. And that's what God calls us to do. And the Word became flesh. And so Sunday, what we'll do is we're going to go into some of Daniel where we deal with that wonderful chapter and the 135 prophecies that were fulfilled. But we're going to start at the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 15, because the seed is coming. Everything in your Bible points to Jesus Christ. That's why he tells you in that verse, at the very, the very beginning verse that I gave you in Luke, because he's talking to his disciples. He says, these words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the what? The law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms concerning me. That's the Old Testament. He said, everything in the Old Testament, it's about me. And let me show you, because he actually takes time and says, I'm here, and I'm here, and I'm this type. And when you look at the ark, it's like he breaks it all down. And it's important for us to understand. Like, did he go, hey, let me tell you about how I was born in a cradle, in a manger. No, he goes and says, look, let's go to the prophecies. Let's, let's start pointing people to where. I was coming. I'm the Messiah. That's who they should have been looking for. I went to the cross and died for the sins of this world. That's the good news. That you have, you no longer have to be separated from a holy God because of your sin. Jesus is that bridge that we all needed and and i didn't figure that out until i was 39 years old sadly so if you know somebody you have somebody we all have somebody in our family right we have that that one person or that couple of people that we just need to keep praying for don't stop praying for them. if they've drifted they become prodigals keep praying for them and you go well I'm, I, I i i've been praying mike i've been praying for years um Raul Reese's, uh, Sharon and Raul Reese prayed for 10 years, 11 years for Ryan Reese, their son, who finally gave his life to Christ and now is an evangelist and has seen many, many, many people. And he's in the schools and he's sharing the gospel, and, but they never stop praying for him. Don't stop praying. 
And if you go, I've been praying. Just, hey, that's what the prayer box is at the church. The tide box, that's where the prayers go to. Just stick it. There's a little prayer request in there. Or you can go online and submit a prayer request. Give us the, you just say, hey, I need you to pray for this person with me. And, and the prayer team will start doing that. Because uh, we all have people that need the good news. But guess what? There are people at the Walmart, at the QT, at the HEV that need to know the good news. And you should have great joy as you share it. And if you, you don't have that great joy, just let's pray for that tonight that God would rekindle that. Because I don't know, when I watched that video, I was like, man, am I that happy? Right? I was like, man, that dude's just like giddy. Word we use in the South. He's giddy. And in and, and a good way, like where it's affectionate. Like you're like, man, I, what is, I'd like to just have a conversation with that guy. Can you imagine if we were all that way and we could be able to share the gospel with so many people? Let's pray and we'll close it up here. So tonight, uh, as we come into Sunday, we're, gonna, we're leaving Malachi. We just finished the book of Malachi. So we're going to deal with the 400 years of silence. And then we're going to point and I'm going to give you examples in the Bible to show the prophecies have been fulfilled of the birth of Christ. So that way you have, you can't go, I didn't know. Yeah, you, you can, and it's like the proof is there. What you do with it at that point is up to you. Okay. Hopefully you believe it. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. 